Good morning. You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning, and thank you for joining us today. Wow, what a great day to be alive. I just keep hearing that song by Travis Tritt, a great day to be alive. So thank you, Lord, for this day that you've made. Today we're going to talk about how we can have a positive perspective, a grateful heart, how we can trust God even in the storms of life. Our God is always faithful. And so when we have a relationship with God through in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, it helps us and we can know how to have a grateful heart. Gratitude flows from a grateful heart, definitely. And gratitude will change your attitude. But how do you have a grateful heart when you're going through things? Well, I want to interview a special friend of mine who always smiles. She's always encouraging and she gives so much from her heart. She blesses people with her gifts. And she loves well, just like Jesus. She reaches outward to all of those people in her life that need her. And I want to introduce her and let you know that she is here to explain some things about how to have a grateful heart. But before I introduce her, let me begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day that you have made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is a grateful day for us to wake up and do what you've called us to do and serve faithfully. So Lord, help us as we discover how we can have a grateful heart even in this world in which we live in today. For we love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My friend Olga Woodard is one of those people who connects with others to build them up, who has a strong relationship with Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit within her. And you can see that as you look at her. Not only does she have Jesus beside her, helping her, but the Holy Spirit is inside of her through Jesus Christ. So Olga, how are you today? Doing great, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so glad that you're here and you are one of those people. I just want to start off with telling you that that builds others up, encourages others, you give from your heart, and you love well. So I want to thank you. Thank you for being here today, and I know that you're going to encourage our listeners with what you have to say. So how do you have a grateful heart? How do you have these qualities that I see in you every day? Well, one of the things that I start with every day in the morning that just really makes my day is I... As soon as I open my eyes, sit up in bed, I just say, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day to be alive with an opportunity to serve you. Guide me to make good choices today and help me that I may serve you faithfully. That is just uh, something that gets my day going. And if things start getting a little bumpy after I get started, I think about those words about asking God to help me to make good choices. And there's many times that I have just, instead of getting upset, excited about things, I think God's helping me make good choices and and go on and not, you know, make anything that, that could have been contradictory. You know, we can press on because that's what God wants us to do. So you begin your day with God, and I love that. And you begin with Thanksgiving. 
So that's how you can walk in a manner worthy of your calling with a grateful heart is to ask the Lord to use you, to help you serve faithfully. And I know that you do that so well. I know when you moved into this area, you you got involved in the community. You didn't isolate yourself. Tell us about when you first moved here from the Metroplex. Um, moved to Winsboro five years ago, and uh, it was it was very lonely, quiet. Did not have any friends or family here, and so I just kind of stayed to myself and prayed a lot and asked God to open some doors for me. Uh, it, was a beautiful place that we're in, and uh, my husband was very happy. I, I was just needing uh, more friends and family mm-hmm. around me. Prayed a lot, and we attended a small church, and then we moved to First Baptist, uh, and uh, we just uh, have made so many friends. God put us in the best, you know, Sunday school class that I have ever been, and. Uh, and so that started opening the doors a lot. That class of couples serves people every day. They help people that uh, have been in the hospital, the people that are struggling with, you know, any kind of finances. I mean, we are a team that wants to help. It- well, that is really neat that you were able to get connected and involved in a class like that. And I've noticed that you started saying you prayed. You prayed, mm-hmm. and I know that that class also prays. That's part of your routine that you do in that class is to pray, to pray for how can we help, Lord. So you would tell me that one way to have a grateful heart is to pray, how important prayer is in your life. Not only serve, but have that communication with God. Tell us, how do you pray? What is the way that you you have prayed. I know we pray the Lord's Prayer. We pray with groups. and But is there a certain way to pray, or do you just talk to God? I talk to God. Uh, yes, I do recite the, the Lord's Prayer, but my prayers are conversations with God. I uh, He knows my every need. He knows my every tear that I shed. He knows my, my good, my bad, and the ugly. And uh, I just uh, have a conversation with him. You know, Lord, this is what I'm feeling. Uh, help me, make me stronger in this area. Help me get involved with others that, that are experiencing the same thing. Just, uh, I've asked God to use me. And uh, when you do that, it's amazing how he opens the doors and you better be ready because he will bring a lot of opportunities for you. So uh, in, in many of my prayers, I just ask God to, to help me, to open the doors for me, to strengthen me. Most of all is to fill me with his Holy Spirit. That's, I, I, it's very empowering when I go for my walks, when I'm working, doing my housework. I've, I pray, I sing, and I just feel that the Holy Spirit is with me with everything that I do in the course of the day. Olga, that is amazing, and that is so beautiful. And I agree with you. When we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and we talk to Him, we talk to the Father, and the Father and Jesus are one. Yes. And then the power of the Holy Spirit, which was given to believers, 
resides in us. You know, when Jesus was leaving his disciples the night before, he set them down and talked to them about him leaving. And of course, they were upset because he was their friend. He was with them all the time. But he told them, it is better that I go. Because when I go, I'm going to bring you another helper who will be with you, who will live inside of you, who will dwell within you. And his presence will help you. And so that's what you're talking about. You're talking about the Holy Spirit filling you so that you can go and serve faithfully. I look back, um, you know, we've been here five years now. I look back and um, God has never left me, has never left me. Uh, you know, I, I, I was sad. I was wanting more, but it was not the time. You know, a lot of times we pray for things to happen uh, a certain way. But sometimes God says no mm -hmm. because uh, not that he's not going to answer your prayers. Sometimes he's waiting for us to step in and to do and to to change. Right. And one of the things that I do also ask God to to do for me is to change me. And that's hard to ask God when we're so used to doing certain things a certain way. Um, I have asked him to change me so I can serve him. And it really makes a difference to me uh, when I do that because it, I can see doors opening in different directions. And uh, he, I know he's, his hand is, is in every single thing that, that he provides to me. And so um, it's when he's asking you to, you know, spread the word to disciple, you, you need to be, be ready for whatever it is that he puts in front of you. And, you know, serving, serving people doesn't mean that you have to go out of the country, that you have to be involved in a club or do this mm -hmm. or do that. Serving can be the person right in front of you. Right, right. Right in front of you, because that that's where it starts. You know, many times we just briefly pass, you know, whoever it is that we're talking to, but it, it needs to start with the person in front. It can be a friend, a family member, somebody you might not like, or but but we have to start serving. It starts at home. Exactly. And those are opportunities to get involved Absolutely. and to do God's will because He's already working. And so we want to join Him in the work that He's doing and, and having that willing heart and saying, Lord, use me. I want to be your hands and feet. Show me. And He will do that. Mm -hmm. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And when you pray for God's will to be done, He will give you opportunities and you have had so many opportunities when you said yes I'll get involved you chose to step out there I met you through our women's ministry here called heart to heart and that's when I first met you and we sat down and we talked and talked about other opportunities in this community to get involved and tell us about what you're involved in in these in this community right now right here right now in uh well, of course, the women's ministry, as you mentioned, and uh, children's Bible classes, and uh, the clothes closet that we have for 
the people to come and shop that are you know less fortunate uh, before school, before the holidays, um, just uh, involved in uh, the food bank uh, that you know people come and and get fed yes. <laughs> physically um, twice a week, and then a mentor program that Malverna cares that I just love that's mentoring a, a high school freshman. And uh, it's just been the highlight of my year beginning beginning this January. Awesome. So really looking forward to that. And those are just, I think, the, the beginning of some things. Uh, and uh, I just, everyone that I get involved with, I want to be able to take the time and I want to be able to do justice to, to the ones I'm involved in and not overextend myself to a point where you know, you can't do justice for what you really love. Yeah, you gave me some really good advice the other day. You said, Jill, don't try to do eight things. Mm -hmm. Just kind of do it. You know, barely, barely have time for. But do those four things that God has directed you to do. Mm -hmm. And do it with all your might. Give it all of your time and attention and, and pray over it. And I love that advice because I think in this world that we live in, we all want to I'll help, I'll help, and we can get too overcommitted. We can be doing good, but not maintaining that time for God. Yes. And that time to be still and know. That He is God. Yes, and, and my advice is because I've been there. And it's um, we want to do everything, and we feel very physically empowered, you know, that we can do it. But I think uh, we need to listen to God's uh prompting on what he really wants us to focus. And I remember when I asked you if you would like to be a mentor for Mount Vernon Cares, I could tell you wanted to do it, but you know what you told me? You may not even remember this. You said, I want to do it, but I need to go pray about this. I need to talk to God about whether I need to be doing this. And so you took your time and then you, you let me know a couple of days later, you said, I really want to do this. And so there happened to be a new student that was starting in January, because our program starts in, in September. Right. But you actually began with her in January. And God knew that this would be the student that you would help, that this would be the student that you would be able to encourage and build up and have a relationship with. So tell us a little bit about what you feel like has happened through your mentoring. Um. You know, First Peter 4.10 says, Each has received a gift. Use it to serve another as good stewards of God's varied grace. I have been blessed with the, with the gift, the spiritual gift of translation. I'm, I'm bilingual. I speak three different languages, trilingual. And, um, and I retired after 35 years in the aviation industry uh, where I, con I translated contracts for companies, traveled, all over Latin, South, Central America, uh, translating documents for um, executives, for presidents from other countries, you know, and uh, worked with a lot of U.S. Customs, you know, that, that type of work. And after I retired, you know, you sit back and you say, what am I going to do now, you know? But prayed about it prayed and prayed for God to put something in my path that I could do 
that would help me um, serve him. And um, I've had a lot of opportunities, but the, the one opportunity that has really blessed me is the mentoring. Um, this young lady uh, that's a little freshman, she, um, we started discussion, the first meeting, what is your favorite subject? You know, how are you doing in school? And she said, my favorite subject is Spanish. <laughs> I said, wow, that's awesome. I said, I'm fluent in Spanish. She was just, her eyes got real big. Yeah. Like saucer. I said, so how can I help you? And she just, she was, you know, pleasantly surprised. And, uh, you know, we kept discussing other things and, uh, you know, helped her with some of her things she had going on. Well, in a couple of meetings later, you know, she comes to see me and she puts a little sticky right in front of me that says 100. And uh, she said, um, I said, what is, what is this? And she said, my first 100 that I've ever had in, in school, in my classes, and it's in Spanish. Oh, Olga, I my know that Spanish must class. have made you feel so good. Made me, made my life just jump for joy. And she was just, uh, and she has made uh, little comments about, you made a difference in my life. You know, every time she says, I'm really kind of stressed out, we'll say, well, let's pray, you know. And just know that I will be praying for you. I gave her a little devotional. That's uh, that's a little a, a little God for girls, mm. and she does uh, she does read it because she's uh, told me she has. And uh, one nice thing is that she started sharing with her mom. Wow. She uh, said my mom was having a bad day one morning, and I I said, do you want to read my devotional she said sure she said brought tears to her eyes she said then the following day a couple of days later we started reading it together in the morning and then she has kind of kept it to herself and uses it and she said I still do but she said it it's really brought us together I want to say something right here you know, we can't change the world, but when we change one person and help them get to where they're going, we open their eyes, we open our hearts, we love them, and then they pass that on. So the, the seeds that you planted in your mentee, now she's taking to her mother, and then you never know, her mother may share that with someone else, and so on and so on. So really, if we would all just focus on that one person, that God puts in our path. Like you said, in our community, in our families, in our friends, just where we serve, you never know the impact that you can have. And it sounds like just you being willing to say, yes, I wanna serve. You're living out what it says in the scriptures. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And you have given your little student that gift of love. and. And look at here how it's blessed you. Oh, we just look forward to every week. And she tells me that. And she says, I was so excited that it's Wednesday. Get to see you again. And, you know, I asked her, what, what do you feel? What do you think of this mentor program? She said, I have a friend. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, it's just really nice that she feels comfortable with me because I have 
offered for her to just, if you need prayer, if you just need a friend, if you just need to sit here, you know, it doesn't have to be difficult to help someone. Right. Uh, you just have to have the time. Right. Well, God and, bless you for doing that and being her friend. Now I want to switch gears here and talk about times in your life where you have saw the Holy Spirit's present move. And it might have been like hard times, difficult situations that you have faced and how during those times you felt closest to God, even though you were going through a hard time and, and also how you were able to praise Him and give thanks. Can you recall some things in your life to help our listeners who may be going through a hard time right now? How did you get through it? Well, my daughter had an automobile accident uh, on her senior year. Uh, and uh, she was uh, in a coma. She had a head injury. And the doctors were very uh, sure that she was going to have permanent damage or to even wake up, you know. Mm. Uh, and so I said, no, that's, that's not going to happen. I said, God is greater than this, and we're going to pray, and we're going to pray. Doctor, please, you keep doing what you're doing, and we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We had a good family friend that came to pray with us, and she said, we're not going to accept this. We're going to pray. We're going to just lift her up to God. Just, just know that she's sleeping right now, and she's resting. Well, we used a, uh, some tapes with some subliminal messages for healing, that just ran 24 hours a day uh, in her room. And she was unconscious for 11 days. Wow. And um, we prayed and prayed and prayed. I would talk to her and pray to her in her, in her ear. And I said, baby, I need you. I need you. You're going to be fine. You're just resting. You're just sleeping. Um, and we just continued that. And uh, after the 11th day, she woke up. I can't even imagine. She woke wow. up and just just looked at us like she had been sleeping for a while. The joy that we felt and the praise to God that was Holy Spirit in her room day and night, you know, it was so empowering. And it's um, we had so many people there with us around the clock that— uh, uh, the lady that that really helped me and strengthened me on continuing to to pray and play these messages and just do not give up and um, and it was just a miracle, a miracle, a miracle. Miracles exist today, absolutely, definitely. And it's the unrelenting, you know, praying and asking and asking, and it's in God's timing. Whatever that was, whether she was healing during those eleven days, whatever mm -hmm. it was, it was um, it was all in his hands. Right, and that's exactly what we did. We said, "Here it is, Lord." And she's alive and well oh, today. Oh my goodness! And serving her Lord. Oh, she loves to serve. Has three children that love to do the same, and uh, it is just. Uh, I look back, and and God has never left us. Right. Never, 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 never left us. Well, so that's got to be a hard situation, watching your child in a coma, and but believing for a miracle 
and praying and talking to her. They say when they're asleep, yes. they can hear you. Now, is there any other situation maybe where you prayed, but things didn't happen the way you had prayed for? Uh, I lost my son about a, a year and a half ago, and uh, he had been sick for quite a while. And uh, we prayed and prayed and prayed. And for the last 30 days that he was in the hospital, it was very, very difficult to see him get worse and worse. But we continued praying, and uh, I would come to his bedside and, and, and read Scripture to him. Um, one of the, my favorite scriptures that I read to him was Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. Um, mm, beautiful. I read this over and over and over to him. And he was in a coma, and um, he would move his head towards my voice every time I read Scripture to him, which was very, uh, very warming to me. It, it was just something that I felt that I need to continue doing. I have a lot other, a lot of others. My Bible is marked with scriptures that I read to him. But then we got to a point where he was so sick, things were not improving, the doctors were not, not seeing. They had done everything they could. Um, and one of the hardest things that I had to do is actually get on my knees and 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 pray, and then just say, God, here he is. I give him back to you. He was yours first. And I give him back to you. I, I can't do anything else but continue praying. And may your will be done, Lord. May your will be done. And I will accept whatever it is that your will is. And uh, my son passed away the day after that. Mm. Um, I'm so sorry. But, you know, it, it, the grief, grieving process is very difficult. Um, but if you keep praying and leaning on God, it's, uh, you find the strength, and you say, where am I finding the strength? And it's, it's that God... Uh, fills you with the Holy Spirit to help you. You know, He has given us the ability to be able to grieve. Uh, a lot of people say, oh, you'll be okay after a while. Or, but you, you, you have to take the time to go through that process. And so um, He's been amazing. I have prayed to, to open the doors for serving Him as much as I can. I know he's in the best hands he could ever be. I will not worry about my son being driving around the traffic, being in danger. He, and I will see him one day. I will see Amen. him. Amen. Yes, you will. Yes. yes, you will. And that's a promise that's from a our promise. Lord. Absolutely. So if someone is listening and they're going through these hard times and 
they're real. They're real. We lose people closest to us. Um, we we struggle financially, or maybe a broken relationship. Just there's things going on at work, and there's a lot of things that can bring us down. But what you're saying, and what we're trying to tell people, is have that relationship with Jesus Christ. Pray. Let the power of the Holy Spirit help you because His presence is with us always. Yes. There's nothing that will separate us from the love of God. Nothing. And so no matter what you're going through, turn to Jesus. Draw to His water. His living water will help you, will quench your thirst. And whatever you're going through, there's nothing impossible for God. Not at all, and I, I feel that that's what's got me through everything. It's prayer, leaning on Him. Um, he's there, He listens, and your life will change. Your heart will change. Uh, just call on Him, call His name, and, and just say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, you know what's going on. Help me. But a lot of times the Lord's help is waiting for us to make a change, to take that step, and to commit ourselves to Him. So take that step today. Don't be afraid. Trust Him right where you are. Say, Jesus, Jesus, I love you. I want you in my heart. I want to serve you faithfully all the days of my life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your many, many blessings. Lord, we know that there are storms that we might go through, we must go through. But Lord, it, you're never far away from us. You always remain with us and in us. And thank you, Lord, for the power of the Holy Spirit who helps us in our very need, who shows us the way, who teaches us, who counsels us, who advocates for us. And Lord, we thank you for who you are and what you're doing in and through us. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for Olga and her testimony and the way she loves and serves. May we all learn from her and, and do what you've called us to do and do it well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. You can hear us every Sunday morning at 9 a.m. If you would like to listen to previous episodes, please go to realliferealpeopleradio.podbean.com. And just remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2022, all rights reserved. Yeah.